Patriot power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Dog Zone 9000, the official podcast for 1-900-HOT-DOG. I am TV Sean Baby from the internet, and with me, as always, is my partner on 1-900-HOT-DOG, Robert Brockway. Hey, we uh, just passed the stimulus thing. You heard about this? You heard about this? Yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys you heard, heard about, about this? this? <laughs> I have no follow-up. Hey, great job, Congress. Uh, uh, <laughs> something that 76% of the people want. I don't know. I didn't look at the numbers. Good. I, it sounds like a nice thing. Um our guest today is Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah, we got a little Leno, a little Miller. <laughs> this deal has a, a higher approval rating than Kajak Gugu at Miami Oktoberfest, babe. Just the same so, well. It's such a deep well. <laughs> Our uh, guest today, 1900 Hot Dogs' own Lydia Bug. Welcome back, Liddy. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm very excited for this episode. We're excited to have you. We uh, This is episode two of our Megan Wants a Millionaire uh, saga. And later in the show, uh, we're going to watch an episode. You won't be there for that, listeners. And then we'll come back and discuss it. The, the hook of this, and this is a real hook. We're not fucking around. Robert doesn't know who on this show is a murderer. And so he's actually watching it, being careful not to Google anything. If you listen to the first episode... Do not say anything in our Discord. Don't email him or tweet at him. Even if I he beg needs you. To go. Even if I get Even if he begs you. And I will. We're going to watch this. <laughs> we're there gonna are watch lives this on the line, people. I need your help. <laughs> we, we're going to watch this as if it was 2009 and nobody knows anything about the murder. And he's going to try to figure out just from the show itself and the edits they chose to make, which of these men is a literal actual murderer. And... um Anyway, that's coming up. First, I want to talk about like some of the things we get up to on the site and some of the projects we're working on. Uh, Liddy, why don't you get started? What are you, what are you working on these days? Or what's an article you put, put up recently that you'd like to talk about? Um, I've got one coming out, or that has came out at this point, uh, about the Kenner Terminator 2 toy line. Oh, that was sweet. Yeah, where it was like, Kenner got the rights to make Terminator 2, was probably very excited because at the time, obviously, that was like huge. But they were like, I don't want to watch Terminator 2 <laughs> for whatever reason. Right. And I don't think anybody else does either. Yeah, probably no one's going to watch Terminator 2. They're just going to be really excited about like the concept. And right. <laughs> so they made these toys that were uh, not based on the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with Cybergrip, who was just kind of like, looked like a He-Man figure. With like a tube going into his eye and then the same tube going down his throat. <laughs> like yeah, right the- down it. Like not not just, not feeding him a little bit, just jammed. <laughs> just, the implication of that is so horrifying. Like yeah, what could that he possibly He has to watch the paste, he's this paste get pumped in from his backpack down his throat and he watches all of it happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the I funny like thing to. about that, too, is how Terminator, the big complaint about Terminators is that, like, they're not conspicuous and you should make them conspicuous. And they took that note, inconspicuous, mm-hmm. they took that note for the second movie. So the villain is, like, you know, not 
Arnold Schwarzenegger esque. He's like this mm-hmm. tiny little guy. And Kenner was just like, well, that's fucking lame. So <laughs> let's right. let's make our own villain and let's make him nine feet tall and he has metal devil horns. And it's like, okay, but that kind of yeah. defeats the entire purpose. I think it defeats Terminator 2. I think it's so much cooler than Terminator 2. He's like this sort of weird skinny minotaur this robot minotaur it's awesome as shit is what i think it takes a little sting out of the scene where he first sees him and he's like you know come with me and and he's like oh should i should i go with the nine foot tall devil (laughs) robot bull uh maybe yeah no he's he's wearing a policeman's uniform i I think i'm gonna go with him he's just like draped over one shoulder just like the tattered remains of a of a sheriff's uniform just metallic screeching yeah. instead of words yeah you, and you can kind of tell when i'm writing the article i'm like waffling a little bit between like this is pretty awesome and like yeah, yeah but it's not at all terminator 2 do i like it better or do i like it worse and then i i decided uh that i liked it worse when i came to the fact that they did not put in a sarah connor at all just amazing yeah like the, the star of the movie of Getting the franchise. Pu- iron for like a year and a half with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Goes into that movie just jacked. Just no, ripped like, to shreds. No. And, but the kid. Yeah. But Edward Furlong gets a lovingly <laughs> rendered toy with no embellishment, with zero embellishment. Yeah. Right. You can have a tiny well, 50cc dirt bike. Which they call a motorcycle. That bothered me too. They call it a motorcycle over and over again. And I'm Listen, like. The, motor- the motorcycle's in your heart. It doesn't matter how big it is. <laughs> spiritually he has a motorcycle i guess he has like a tricycle they call it a jet ski but what whatever you'll play with it like yeah. they clearly didn't give a shit about the rules they could have given him like angel wings or an m60 they could have given him anything zero embellishment they gave him like his little tiny puberty mustache <laughs> like an awkward <laughs> erection in his jeans like why why are you doing why are you doing this to him just yeah, if you're going to add an entire years. character, make the characters that you don't that like you put in that are lame better at least because they can't hold up to the other ones now. Right, <laughs> right. Who's going to win between that that kid and Megator, the destructor of the future? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Megator. <laughs> Megator, Chromium every time. <laughs> chromium. Yeah, Chromium with a K Misspelled. was what they called that dude. Oh right, yeah. Megator was the joke Just, name. Damn, that's the one that stuck. Yeah, that was that was the joke name. That was the one that stuck. It's, a better, name. <laughs> it's better, right? It's much better. It should have been and, uh, Megator. <laughs> <laughs> and they made a, a choice that I did actually like. Um, how they had like twelve or seventy-seven, a lot of different Terminators in different states of like getting fucked up. So like one guy had, had like his chest burned off, and one one T one thousand toy was just burst into like parts. And I was like, see, this is cool. I would have liked to play with that toy as a kid and have like. A Terminator and you swap him out real quick. Like, oh, I took a rocket in the chest. Like, that's fun. But uh, at the cost of Linda Hamilton is probably a bad move, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if, you, if you have every Terminator plus all of the ways that they can die and none of the hero. Right. Yeah. None of the people who killed them. You're like, all right, somebody fucked up. Yeah, the entire toy line is basically just Terminators. There's like 16 Terminators. There's two villains that don't exist. No Linda Hamilton. One John Connor. <laughs> And I mean, that's before, the like, and this is no uh, no small movie. I, I I think honestly, every single person in America eventually saw that movie and loved it. It's one of the greatest action movies of all time, and I, I don't know, like yeah, I've probably seen I it did, like I, eighty times, even though I didn't necessarily right. mean to see it like eighty times. Right, it was on all the time. I know it must have been huge because the way that I found out about this was um, I was trying to research a cracked article ages ago about like weird 
sexualized toys for children because uh, there's like a Lego Masterminds commercial that encourages children to use the Lego Masterminds to like spy on their sister in the shower. <laughs> and I was wow. like, oh, that's a- holy shit, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's like it's it shows you you making a little robot and it's got like a camera on top and then it's got like a little claw arm and it opens the shower and takes a picture and lady screams and then it says capture precious family moments. Oh, and uh, that's where the whole incest thing started. That's the that's how all that incest porn got started. Definitely, yeah. Is this commercial? changed people <laughs> changed children's minds about that i guess uh but like looking for stuff for that i marathoned like you know hours of 80s toy commercials and like 70 percent of 80s toy commercials were for this toy line I've, for terminator 2 yeah i've seen so many commercials for terminator 2 and I, for terminator 2 toys and the commercial is always just explaining the plot of terminator 2 because kids haven't seen it so right. they have to like and tell them what it is really and why it's cool. with it. <laughs> what? And they they probably won't really connect with it. When they, I mean, you're marketing this to kids that don't, aren't necessarily the like 13 to 14 year old range that is prime Terminator understanding range. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it's rated you're like, R, well, so yeah. technically, even if you are 13 or 14, like you're not supposed to see it. I well, know because I got gonna. carted at movie theaters until I was like 25. <laughs> but those to- those toys are not for 13, 14 year olds. Those are you know pretty yeah. firmly aimed at like seven or eight. And you're like, okay, well now she's got to go right. back in time to stop the future war that kills her son. But her <laughs> son is actually from the future. Are you still with me, seven year old? Are you paying attention? <laughs> well, yeah. You're young, John Connor. Your mother's the only person who ever killed a Terminator, not included. Uh, then we have. <laughs> 17 versions of the robot she killed. Again, not included. Uh, got a car with teeth. It's badass. <laughs> holy shit, that car has got this rocket. It's this convertible with teeth and a rocket that takes up at least 50% of it. This huge rocket. You can't even have a passenger in that car because the rocket launcher is taking up that whole side. You've got the best passenger. A rocket. <laughs> the best a rocket launcher. Well, it's a good thing you can't have a passenger because you don't have a Sarah Connor, so you don't That's true. need it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the vehicle's top speed. <laughs> that was a good short story. I could only go a 12 classic, miles an hour because we're approach. constantly shooting rockets, and the probability of going faster is impossible because of the rockets pushing us backwards. <laughs> Yeah, it would be so hard to maneuver because it's also a very wide car. And that's like the Terminator where they do all the motorcycle chases. It it would not survive that. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Trying to go through the, they drive through the cement and then jump down into like the the drainage wells. Yeah. Uh, It would get ripped apart. And then like the 40 rockets that you haven't shot yet would go off. And fucking John Connor would just be... Well, I think you only had, you could only really fire the one giant rocket. Yeah, like, how are enough. you going to re- reload? You have to carry, where are you putting the extra <laughs> rockets at in that car? <laughs> yeah, you got to drive up to your rocket, get out, put the rocket back in. Yeah, it's fun. Just Kids does. love it. Just Kids ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy that article. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed writing it. <laughs> and, uh. I think I made you a pox co-ad for that one where uh, I took that lawyer that's on all the, the buses in L.A. that says, Accidentes! And I think I, I did something with that. God, it was like five in the morning when I finished that. So I don't recall. I'm sure it was hilarious. You did the Ted Cruz? You did a Ted Cruz? Oh, no, wait. That was for Ninja Turtles. That was uh, on your Ninja Turtles, yeah. yes. I, well, I love that yeah. one, too. 
every every you're making the point Ted Cruz. (laughs) I I love Ted Cruz so much. He just he does that thing where he's wrong so many times in one sentence that like you just kind of give up like trying to like make a joke or correct it. You know what I mean? It's just it's sort of annoying that he he's on the same planet as you. But you made the point that Shredder just sort of shares uh, policies with the American Republicans. And I was like, that's true. Shredder is just kind of an open, sadistic asshole. And um, I thought it would be funny to picture Ted Cruz running against Shredder in a in a runoff. So I think his his take would be that he's, you know, that Shredder's too soft on the turtles and that Ted Cruz would actually ban all pizza to rob them of their powers. There's a lot of context to get to this this punchline. So yeah, um, sorry, I totally read. got off track. But I loved <laughs> that. It was one of those things where I'm reading like what after you've edited my work and you put in those ads and I saw that Ted Cruz one and I just like died. So <laughs> I misremembered that as being on the Kenner article. But yeah, that's on the Ninja Turtles one, but it's great. <laughs> I mean, it seems deep and, and layered and outlandish, but I bet any minute now he's going to come out against pizza. I mean, there's, there's no way he would. That's if just someone... a, Ted, that's a Ted Cruz move all over. <laughs> As soon as it falls on the wrong side of the culture war. Like there was a thing where he bought a hundred cans of soup. So maybe he'll just make everybody. He's like, oh, all, yeah. all, all you need to survive is soup. If anyone eats pizza, that's too much enjoyment from life. Only soup <laughs> for everyone. That was like right when he got married to his wife. Like he went to the store and the only thing he got was like a hundred cans <laughs> of soup. And like she fucking stayed married to him. What you're in she for, deserves baby. all of this. Yeah, she, yeah. she loves him for that stand. Oh, this was so moral of you. <laughs> if i came up with 100 cans of soup uh my fiance would be like i don't understand this prank at all get the fuck out of my house <laughs> i guess it's kind of funny <laughs> right like she would know that that's what i was going for but like she just wouldn't even want to, like you heard how long it took me to explain a fucking ted cruz pizza joke imagine me trying to explain 100 cans <laughs> of soup bear with me this is day. gonna be really funny eventually <laughs> no, no sweetheart sweetheart put down the knife you're gonna love this joke ridiculous who's gonna eat all this soup Fucking waste 100 cans of Campbell's soup. What is that, $108? Fucking made out of money? <laughs> uh, yeah, poor, poor Ted Cruz's wife. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> Robert, what, uh, what are you working on these days? Uh, I am working on an article about a, a very disturbing anime, which is, I feel like I say that all the time. I mean, I, I guess that's my thing. And I is don't there know like why. a second type? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, anime is... people. Fuck you. <laughs> there are cute animes, and I think that's why the I, I'm so obsessed with finding the truly disturbing ones that are mm. not intended as pornography. It's very, right. I'm very careful about that line. So when I say mm-hmm. that this anime is about butthole-sucking turtle boys, <laughs> oh. it's not, it's not <laughs> intended... <laughs> As pornography. Liddy's out. Liddy's like, nope. <laughs> okay, <Right>. bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be like an art house anime about like connection and loss. And then the the device that they want to use uh-huh. to communicate that is a bunch of butthole sucking turtle boys. And did you uh, look up the creator of this and uh, yeah, check he's him actu- on Megan's Law? Yeah, they're actually the uh, the creator of the other anime I wrote about, Revolutionary Girl Utina, which was... It was less disturbing. It was just very confusing. And it had like the best music of all time. It's just like it, every song is Japanese Evanescence talking about fucking the craziest shit, talking about 
the Plesiosauric era and like fossils and shit and all of all of these. You're like, how, why are these songs about dinosaurs? Because it's awesome is the only answer. The Japanese handle mental health issues a lot differently than we do. I guess we sort of like throw them on the street, whereas in Japan, they're apparently like give them a creative team and they're like, go make a go make a cartoon show for children. Right. If you're insane in an interesting way, you get an anime. That's why there's mm-hmm. so many anime. There's just yeah. there's so many. There's as many anime as there are people who have been touched inappropriately in Japan. <laughs> when, you say, then, when you say turtle boy. I, I want to know what to picture. <laughs> is this like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle situation, or is it like a boy who likes turtles? No, no, oh, that's it's a, a good it's question. A, it's a Ninja Turtle situation. They they are. Let, let's really delve into the lore of this now that you please. Now that please, asked. I would love to. Uh, there, there is a Japanese folk monster called a Kappa, and they, I guess, for just I don't know it very well. I know it from the context of this show because that's what this show is about. Uh, so they're a Japanese folk monster that's kind of in charge of sucking people's souls out through their asshole, which I guess, again, just mm-hmm. just context from this show, I'm not trying to make any judgment on the nation. Which I guess Japan believes your soul is in your asshole. Or is that just the easiest way to get to it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, it, it's pretty right there. They've, they've shown. I mean, we, we definitely delve into these assholes in detail. Uh, it's right there. It's like right. It's just inside the. There's asshole. diagrams like and stuff. <laughs> no, I mean you are taken. <laughs> you are you are taken directly inside the asshole in all of its glory. Oh, uh, oh my! Several times, uh, over and over. In fact, the the boys start out as normal boys, and are devoured by I guess like the the chief kappa, who shits them out, and then as huh. after they are shot out, they became. Kappa, little turtle boys, and they in turn must suck the buttholes of their enemies. Jesus Christ. So it's not a good th- thing? I don't know why I thought it would be a good thing. I guess, I guess <laughs> it's kind of a good you... thing. It's okay. an alright thing. You, I mean, made it's it, kinda... you made it sound like because of the grief and loss of like, are they like sucking out their grief? Or no, it's I mean, their whole soul. The, the kind of thing is like your desire is tied to your pain and like your shame about that desire is... It's kind of what is keeping you from being yourself, and like, it's all connected huh. to to the land of human desire, and that the source of that desire kind of is the human soul. And uh, again, the best way to communicate that is with <laughs> butthole sucking turtle boys through the butthole. <laughs> right. It's kind of it's you know it's it's actually kind of beautiful. I feel it goes beyond uh, art criticism. I, I feel like I don't even want to criticize that as art. I just want to arrest the person. I just, <laughs> I just want to put them inside something they can't escape and make sure the fewest number of people hear their ideas for their next show. That's well, I, the way I look at it. I'm going to make a, just an assumption that it's probably illegal to do this in most of the world. Like, I, right. I think you'd probably be under arrest for a lot of this. Or at least, at least detained. I don't know if they could convict you. <laughs> That's for yeah, you courts don't, to decide, really. You don't see a lot of uh, butthole-sucking turtle boy cartoons come out of, like, Iraq. So the one thing uh, fundamental theology, like, brings us is is less asshole-sucking turtle boys. And, I mean, there's you got to take the good with the bad, I suppose. So move yeah. to Iraq is the, um, <laughs> the moral of the story. This, this fucking awful cartoon you brought me made me pro-Iraq. That's how <laughs> bad it is. Hey, I love the people of Iraq. How dare you? Just because you're uncomfortable with their long and storied tradition of asshole-sucking turtle boys, which are absolutely from Iraq, too. Oh, they're there. 
They just aren't allowed to talk about them. Every culture in the world has an asshole sucking turtle boy. It's a it's a universal constant. What's the American asshole sucking turtle boy? What's Teenage our Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> That's true. Those dudes eat ass. <laughs> you know they do. They live in the sewer. <laughs> They're coming out of the shell tour. It's oh, I'm just... sorry. I'm sorry. They live in an abandoned uh, subway tunnel. That was wrong oh of me. That's some real shit. Say. I do want to talk about that because um, Liddy gets, as a woman, uh, Liddy gets comments from people that are just full on like mansplaining shit to her. Like someone told her how to spell Vulcan on her Star Trek article. And then at the end of the Turtles article, someone's like, they don't Incorrect. fucking live in the sewers. Yeah, of course he's wrong. Like I, it goes without saying that like she fucking knows how to spell Vulcan and yeah, During like, the course of your Star you? Trek enthusiasm, no you one, learned how to spell. Yeah, no one is a bigger alien. Star Trek nerd than me. And as soon as he was like, you spell Vulcan with a K, I doubted myself and I Googled it. And that made me mad that I doubted yeah, myself. Yeah, that's how they yeah, He took it away from you for a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so after your turtle article, some dude comes in, he's like, they don't actually live in the sewer. They live in an abandoned subway tunnel. And like, they fucking say in their rap song about how they live in the sewer. It's like... I don't know. They are so into how they live in the sewer. That's like a huge part of their deal. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just so lucky that as a man, I don't have to deal with that. I just want to say in your face, ladies. uh, Yeah. Yeah, you should, ladies. (laughs) Your autonomy is so easy to take away. I don't have a point on that, lady. I I think that just sucks. And um, it sucks you have to go through that. No, it's so rare that it happens, though. It happens to me much more when I'm writing other places. That's what's nice about writing for you know a small community like this it's on patreon is uh I, right. it's definitely not as bad as anywhere else i love writing for you guys because of that so and we had those sweet ted cruz ads to your stuff and, and yeah yeah those are Big all per- benefits <laughs> so we many advertise- well, that's what you get you don't get health insurance yeah. bunny ears won't give you that <laughs> well bunny ears like- won't give you anything because they're done now but yes <laughs> fair enough <laughs> oh are they they finally get on- Go under. Well, yeah, more or less. They're like still oh. kind of running older stuff on, on the Twitter and everything, but it's uh, no new stuff going out. Another That's one bites the dust. Yeah. We're, We're going to be the, the last comedy site on the entire internet soon. That's what it feels like sometimes. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why we're doing better day after day when everybody else... Are they all coming to us? I think we're just taking everybody. <laughs> You're all welcome here. <laughs> People are like, I'd love to see a joke. They're like, I guess I can go on Twitter. There's lots of free jokes there. But there's also a lot of sad people talking about really sad things. And, and mm. atrocity. It's like joke, atrocity, yeah. atrocity, joke, atrocity, atrocity, joke about the atrocity. Oh, everybody's mad at that one. <laughs> yeah, people right. talk about doom scrolling, but it's like you're looking for the funny stuff, like how Twitter used to be. And it's just like mm-hmm. only there about 50% of the time. Yeah, and it That's felt jazz. like that might go away with the... You know, the loss of Trump, but it, yeah, it's still it's still kind of there. Yeah. I think we're in the habit now. Like we're also right. in the middle of a plague. I think maybe maybe when that people can help. go outside without dying again. Right. Uh, and the, like the, the fun will come back. <laughs> sure. And uh like what did I see today? There's a bunch of assholes in front of the Idaho Capitol having their kids like burn masks is a some sort of a protest against masks. Strong and it's Idaho just like, energy. Yeah. Like, how are you going to not mention that? You got to mention that. But, like, people weren't even making jokes. They're like, this fucking sucks. Like, you lived we... in Idaho for a while, right? I did. I got uh, my art degree in Idaho. I actually really like Moscow, Idaho. But, um, oh, yeah, you take, college town. Yeah, you take a walk out of that town. You're like, 
Oh, holy shit. These guys have crosses ready to burn on their lawns. Yeah, this I is... lived in like middle of the forest, northern Idaho. And uh, right. Coeur d'Alene was nice, but this was, you know, an hour outside of Coeur d'Alene. And, uh, but Coeur d'Alene, famously a Nazi march every year, an annual Nazi march. Yeah, famously a Nazi march there. Oh, uh, man, in, I did not in know the, that. In the, smaller t- in the smaller towns, just straight up clan rallies. Like, <laughs> right. In, this in Nazi hoods, town. I was like, one of the first things I saw when I went into town visiting there was like, admittedly, it was only like four or five guys, but just driving around in a pickup truck with their hoods on and nobody was really like, oh my God. People were like, uh, yep. What is it? Four o'clock. All right. Damn. <laughs> this is a real story. I, I've, I've told this story before somewhere, but, uh, I was a freshman in college and I was downtown and a bunch of people were, uh, like with clipboards and they're like, oh, God damn it, what is this about? And they're like, we're going to go protest the Nazi march in Coeur d'Alene. And I was like, oh, you guys are taking a real daring stand against Nazis. <laughs> and I remember thinking how, like, I really got those assholes, right? But then, like, here I am, whatever, 20 years later. And, uh, and like, that's kind of uh, – some people aren't against Nazis. Like, it's really – there's yeah. a controversy a there. A lot of people aren't. It, it seemed like such a giant waste of time to me to be like, why would you even bother to say out loud that you're against Nazis? And then it suddenly became essential. It was a suddenly yeah. a conversation we are having. I could have stopped it if I'd just gone to that rally in Coeur d'Alene and right. told we know those guys what they moment sucked. you're going back in the time machine. Oh my god, how great would that be to have a time machine go back and tell a Nazi to fuck off in 1995? Well, no, you'd jump back to yourself and be like, no, you have to go. You have to tell them <laughs> to fuck off. I can't do it. It's too late. I, I think it turned out to be like 11 Nazis and like, you know, 250 college students yelling at them, which had to have been exactly what they wanted. And the whole thing just, you know, was very annoying and, and frustrating. And that's kind of, I guess, sort of the theme of it now. So And that, that more ties to... into the, the thing that you're working on about Nazis. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've been working on a lot. I've been juggling a lot of ideas. But the, the one that went up recently that I'm, I'm very excited to share with people is called The Ecstasy of Loving God. And it's oh, that this was so book. fucking crazy. It's the craziest fucking book. And it was about this guy, and his name's John Crowder. And apparently he's been doing this the whole time, and he's just been, you know, under my radar. And he um, wrote this book about, like, uh, you know, when people like freak out, like the snake handler people, and they like, blah, 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 they speak in tongues because the spirit of Jesus is inside them. Like, he took that and he fucking ran with it and mixed that with this sort of like cool guy teen pastor to sort of mix it into the thing, like, you get the power of energy and he, uh, the power of Jesus. And that makes you like drunk. Like you get fucking high on the power of Christ. And it just became a, a story about that, but it was also very erotically charged. And it felt like he, um, deliberately used, uh, the worst possible phrasing. So he'll be like, Oh, the sticky, moist juice of Jesus. And you're like, dude, there had to have been a fucking better way to put that. And uh, sliding down your throat. <laughs> And it, it, took me, <laughs> it took me so long to get through this book because every page was like that. And I'm like, I got to I got to scan this page. I got to <laughs> clip this fucking quote. Uh, you know, eventually I got it down to whatever, 15,000 words. But it uh, it was just exhausting because he never stopped with the crazy. It was relentlessly crazy the whole time. And he also mixed it in with all those um, like bullshit stories that Jesus people tell. Like my family and I were in a park in Florida and we met some Satan worshipers and then my daughter charged them to defeat them and 
foreskin battle. And I'm paraphrasing, but there was talk of the daughter ripping off their foreskins. That's not me. Yeah, if he, if he had not stopped her, she would have come back with a bag of foreskins. Yes, that's very close to the like original that, quote. Because that's how I've taught my daughter. <laughs> that is the style of martial arts that you we know. practice in this church. <laughs> and his one-year-old was like screaming at them. And then what happened was he started immediately getting drunk on Christ. And I think that's exactly how he put it. And he would he started speaking tongues at them. So he, the, the story is he wants us to believe is Satan worshippers were in the park openly wor- worshiping Satan. And, and he went so up they to them. Love, they love the sun too. Right. They like to get out and have some fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Don't they have like a church for that? Don't they have a... Yeah. They all do it in I, basements. I That's offensive. Just... Yeah. <laughs> offensive and reductive, Lydia. And I would expect better of you. I'm so sorry. Satan worshipers need sunshine. And yeah, so... they like the pool. You can find Satan worshipers at the pool, just in their floaties, <laughs> playing Marco Polo, F- worshiping Floating Satan. in the shape of a pentagram. <laughs> Levitating over the water. Oh, so Again, weird. you're so racist. What is your problem? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Again, so I apologize. This dude's tiny one-year-old is charging at the Satan worshippers along with his nine-year-old. And so this he... Drunk one-year-old. Yeah, he gets drunk on Christ and he starts going... And it's so powerful that like they're just getting fucked up by it. Like they're getting knocked down and they're passing out. They're immediately turning to Christ. And this is his own words, his own story. And... Uh, I guess a whole book of shit like that was just really exhausting to get through. And it's hard to like find his tone. Like, does he expect me to believe this? Is he trying to be like, like cool and outrageous for his idea of what a teen wants to hear? And I don't know. He absolutely is doing the felt like it's all talk about. So you kids like smoking reefer, huh? Yeah. You know, who's the original reefer? Jesus (laughs) R. Christ. It stood for reefer. You didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You it, gave Jesus book. a middle name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Reefer. <laughs> you didn't know that? I, for two seconds, I was like, what is Jesus's middle name? Is it Ryan or something? <laughs> I think it's a throbbing ejaculate. I, from, from based on this book, I'm pretty sure it's throbbing ejaculate. Jesus throbbing the, ejaculate Christ. It's the Punisher. Jesus, the Punisher, Christ, comma, Punisher. <laughs> and, and like as a writer, it's it's like making fun of the Christianity stuff is kind of easy. Like, haha, they're so silly. They believe this this thing. Right, but, but that's not Christianity. That's, right. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, don't know what, I don't know what you're so doing. So far beyond. And I, I try not to just be completely blasphemous. Like, I know somebody out there must still believe this crap. And I don't want to be like, oh, hey, you don't get to enjoy any of our jokes because you're a fucking idiot. But, I, but this book was so sacrilegious already that just trying to explain what it was without any judgment, it's like, I... I I feel like people gave me the benefit of the doubt. Like he, there, he's not making fun of our, our whatever he's suspicions. Making, you're or, making or, fun of that guy specifically, right? I feel like <laughs> yes. the Christians themselves are probably the most unhappy about the guy talking about taking Jesus's comb in his mouth and getting <laughs> right. fucked up on it and fighting Satan. They're like, yeah, could you just not talk about any yeah. of that? We love your and also just apologize and leave and put <laughs> right. your pants on. Not take a big fucking fan weird of, uh... kids with you. They're fighting everybody. <laughs> they keep they're charging they're us ripping off everyone's tearing at our penises. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also had one of my favorite typos I've ever seen on the back of the book. It said he's the uh, John Crowder's the author of, and then I don't know if they switched the font to Wingdings or something, but it's just a fucking <laughs> barrage of insane letters. Math. He's uh, the author of math. He wrote he thought, math. He yeah, was this, the first guy. This long derivative equation. He's like, yeah, he solved, um, you know, pi to the two hundredth decimal. He, this is the guy. Anyway, of, of your so, other book, like the most important thing for you to do as an author. <laughs> so that was um, my favorite thing for the past couple of weeks. 
and uh, mine. I think everybody's favorite thing. That um, is a notable moment in insanity. That's a that's a high water mark where you can walk up on the beach and be like, "Here, this is the craziest yeah. fucking thing I've seen this year." Yeah, <laughs> it's always nice to be able to break a story like that too, because a lot of times I'm like, I'm writing about a thing people probably know about. Maybe they'll enjoy the jokes, but like this is a thing nobody's heard of and no one will fucking believe in it. You know? Yeah, it is an exceptional moment and crazy. Yeah, and it will haunt them, and that's nice to know. <laughs> yes. I love to haunt people. That you've harmed them somehow in a way that they can't process yet. But will someday. See, <laughs> so I think, you know what I think it's time for? Murder? Megan. Murder Megan, most foul? Megan. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. Let's watch this Megan show. Yes. Oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> what a great show. What a tremendous show. Okay, we are back from watching Megan Wants a Millionaire, episode two. Uh, Woo! Liddy, um, yes. I'm hyped. Fantastic show. That- Fantastic riveting show. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting into it. It's getting Shakespearean. The manipulation <laughs> is just becoming, becoming yes. masterful. It's just a lot of low confidence guys being played until they they basically die from it. <laughs> it made me so nostalgic <laughs> for my youth, <laughs> for the times that I spent yeah. watching so you, VH1. You grew up watching these shows, right? I did, yeah. So the, the I was really into VH1 because when I was a kid, um, my family... My TV watching habits were really, really locked down until I was 14. And I don't know what happened, but it was like one day my mother looked into my future and saw that I was going to be a comedy writer. And she was like, we should just call this kid a mulligan. <laughs> and she um, completely <laughs> gave up on parenting the the television watching for me. She just put it. I'm just I'm just tired. Yeah. Lydia. I'm just <laughs> I tired. don't know what I did, but she was so disparaged that she just stuck a TV in my room. And all of a sudden, oh, wow. like I hadn't been allowed to watch The Simpsons my entire childhood. I remember like faking to my friends like I had watched The Simpsons and being like, oh, that Bart, right? <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Is he still skateboarding? I saw that on shirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now like, oh, there's a TV in my room. I can watch whatever I want. And so it was like, I need to watch the filthiest shit that I can find. That's like my automatic instinct. So I was watching tons of MTV and tons of VH1. And that was where Mm -hmm. I experienced like seeing a person drunk for the first time and like seeing, you know, adults like want to have sex with each other. Like that's where I learned a lot about relationships. And I was like, seeing a woman poop on the (laughs) stairs for the first time. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more morally depraved than Megan Wants a Millionaire. Like, uh, if you were to show hardcore pornography to a child, I think it would be less damaging to them than than this. Yeah. Yeah, they would learn they would learn that maybe sex is a little disturbing, but they wouldn't right. learn to like game the world and you that people are pawns to be used for right. money. Ugh. To destroy as many lives as possible for like a sh- very, very short term game. Just like I feel if you showed this show to the Amish and have been like this is what you're missing in the world. They would they would learn violence. Yeah, they, right. the Amish probably purposely show this to their children. Like, this is what the outside world is like. They're like, yeah, you're right. This sucks. You're right. <laughs> this is why we're planning for the Great Riot. <laughs> uh, this is what your training's for, young Hezekiah. Practice with the sword. But yes, yeah, so like I was really into Surreal Life and I was really, really into all the Flavor of Love spinoffs. I wasn't mm-hmm. so much into the stuff that Megan comes from, which is the Brett Michaels Rock of Love. 
Um, right. Because if you're from the Midwest and you're like roughly my age, you've been hit on by a man that looks like Brett Michaels and you know that right. it's bad. Or your mom has probably had sex looks with Brett like. Michaels himself. Yes. Hard quotes. <laughs> Hard quotes looks like. Yeah. So I was never, I knew Brett Michaels was, was bad and I should not, I should stay away from him. Flavor Flav was funny. So I got why women were into him because he had a good personality. Yeah. He was a real genuine funny dude. And um, I think Brett Michaels was just like, that dude needed to get laid like 15 times a day or I think his nuts would burst. Like that is the horniest yeah, he man. Learned that's... That. He learned that too early. It <laughs> yeah. got inside him. Yeah. You, and he, he, he came nice. up in that like era of rock where like it was just sort of expected to to just bang 45 groupies a city. And uh, yeah, and he never you know, lost that him. energy. That was very much his yeah. energy. And then he's he's trapped in a single city. And so now he has to just bang 45 groupies all the time. That's his <laughs> curse. He has to keep moving them in and out. Yeah, so, um, Liddy, why don't you run us through just the just what happened in this show? If you can recall it, all the details, you'll have us here for help, of course. But like, how did oh, this man, episode? Should we, should we maybe first do like a like a cast roll call of as many people as we can remember? <laughs> okay, I was just sure. say, I know exactly like two guys' names, and the rest of them I'm going to call like. Yeah, I think we, we could piece together like four guys if we all really try. All right. Well, we have Al is still here. He was the. Uh, the lipless gentleman that threw wine in her eyeball last episode. And, and my number one pick for America's yes, hottest murderer. That's a good reminder. Now. Brockway does not know which of these men murdered someone. And he's still, do you think you have a Provably, better idea? Provably murdered right. someone. Each of them has definitely murdered someone, but one of them got caught. Yeah, um, one, of them, one of them didn't make it. Did, did episode two help for you before we begin? Do you think uh, you I've certainly changed. I've certainly changed my pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to work. There's a. There's like two or three, and I'm I, I need to work through it as we go through. Okay, but uh, I no longer think it's Al. Uh, okay, he just he he had a long section where he outmaneuvered another dude here, but he did it in like the shyest way. Yeah, that I, I think I was wrong. He did not get the taste for blood that I thought he got in the first episode. So I'm going to revise that one. And uh, let's see what else. There was the uh, pro wrestler. I think his name is Mike. Still don't know his name. He got no screen time. Yeah, no I screen time. I love that he's a pro wrestler. Uh, I wish he'd wrestle. Everybody else is doing their thing, you know? <laughs> then uh, well, there's, there's the, the Canadian guy got no screen time this episode. There's Tom Jane Frankenstein, no screen time. There's that weird blonde creep that talks to her like she's a baby. Ugh. They let him talk to her like a baby for like two minutes. I shouldn't even say he's two minutes. Definitely, he's seconds. on my murder list. Yeah. So that guy looks like... He's into foot stuff, but like maybe he wants to take the foot home with them. Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't he's need the, the leg attached. Too. Like, I don't know who's the murderer either. I can't remember. And, but I, I kind of got absorbed in the show and was more like trying to decide who would actually be the best guy for Megan because I genuinely love Megan after watching that yeah. and I want her to be happy. But like, uh, yeah, the guy that talks to her like a baby would definitely be, definitely has murderer vibes. Right. It- it's a two-tiered. It's a two-tiered thing. It's about seeing who the best guy mm-hmm. is for her and whether or not he'll murder her when they. Yeah. Right. She, Megan has that perfect sort of VH1 talent where she's a fucking piece of shit, but like for us, like so we can enjoy it. Yeah. And she knows the like, show. She knows what's happening. Yeah, she knows she, why you're there, and she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> like, don't worry. Yeah. I know what you're here for, and it's coming, guys." <laughs> she has thrown away her dignity and self-respect. Just to entertain us, and there's something about that that's almost altruistic, <laughs> even though like the, the defining characteristic of the show is she just wants to take all the money she can from these poor assholes while they're trying to have sex with her. Yes. He's lonely. 
Right, we can't we can't forget Garth. Oh, Garth, I, I have the since, star yes. of this episode. named the Juggalo, Juggalo Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah, he's standing by that one. Greasy douchebag Garth. Uh, he in this episode he performed a the song. Ed Hardy Joker. <sighs> yes, he he performed a song for Megan. I guess let's let's go into the episode and we'll um, talk about that. One of the first challenges that she gave them was they had to just give her a present, and so some of them bought her something. Uh, the other thing is that people there are kind of allowed to communicate with the outside world, which is a little unusual for these reality shows. So they're, they have a business center. So these high rolling millionaires can like talk with their, you know, agents and employees and all that. And so they can call in help from the outside world to bring presents or whatever. And, um, Garth, the, the fedora douchebag performed a song called sex mode. That he that, claimed he'd been, this is the creepiest part, so I need to make sure you right. hit it really hard. He claimed he'd been writing for Megan specifically mm-hmm. for three years. Yes. Been work, and hit the work that went into that, it was, you know. And it did not mention her I, name. I can write, I can write a full book. I can write like a full book and a half in three years, but he, he worked on this one song. That had like one verse. He, he wasn't even willing to call it entirely Oh finished. my God. Yeah. Do you think they cut I, how would part you describe of that song? It? Like he. They didn't. Th- what if it was really long? I think they cut thirteen minutes of the song. I think there was like a long, purely instrumental intro yeah. with like just distant hollering, like a Pink Floyd joint. I bet it was like some smooth talking at the start, like "Oh girl, I'm gonna show you my sex mode. Oh. I'm gonna shift it into sex mode overdrive. Oh. I gotta transform into a sex monster, and you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch me change, baby. And it it really was like. So supremely awkward. It, it was kind of like an ACDC song, but with like some hip hop elements. Well, and he it was, was like a, doing a, the Marky Mark crotch grab the entire yes. time, just like pulling While he his rubbed pants. his nipple. Wholly unqualified to yeah. do Marky Mark. It felt like he, he had choreography in his head and it just sort of turned into him molesting himself because it was a lot of nervous energy. Like it was so cringy and awkward for everyone involved. The, like the other guys were like, oh, I can't even be in this room. And yet... Imagine being on this show and having a sense of embarrassment. Uh, like, well, you imagine don't. If still you're on owning this show, that. Like, they just discovered that they still had that. Right. I'm saying they discovered. You could see them like learn it again. Like, I thought this part of me had died. What's happening? <laughs> so there's the guy that he bullied last episode, who's sort of the twerpy guy that we all kind of he pinged our gaydar a bit. And Joe, uh, was it Joe? That's saying that could be right. But he kind of reluctantly admitted that it was a good song. He's like, I don't know, this song is kind of sweet. Like, he he's just like, like, I, I hate that guy, song. and he's mean to me all the time, but it's such a good beat. <laughs> that was insane. You have to give it to him. You oh, have to praise so It's kind of a death of the author thing. Like, I don't like the artist, <laughs> but you can't deny that art. Yes, you can't deny that. I the feel art. like a producer Another, had to have paid that- him to like say that he liked the song. We need someone to say that they like the song. Here's two hundred dollars. Go in front of the camera. Say you like the song. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. For Megan. Anything for Megan. He has ten million dollars and he was willing to do it for two hundred dollars. <laughs> so uh, the next guy I want to talk about is Punisher. He actually left the, the room Punisher. for Punisher the Punisher. What they made they edited his name. to <laughs> Punisher the Punisher. He left the room for what seemed like twenty minutes. Like they were like, Punisher, when the fuck are you coming back in? He got into full getup. He had like a whip. He had to put on like fetish leather gear. He had chaps. Yeah, his chaps. Whole yes, ass full ass out. Ass out chaps. And they edited it by putting pictures of his face over his ass. 
Brilliant. <laughs> which, was, brilliant which, was, which was genius. I, that feels like an Eddie move. Let's give that yeah, one to Eddie like that, if it's not true. If he, yeah, he didn't work on that show, but he, he would have approved 100%. So uh, I made the comment that that was a kind of a tremendous stripping performance. Like he did a full on like he did like jumping a caterpillar. Yeah, it was a really, yeah. really solid stuff. And, and I literally said the words like, if I was here, I'd know not to try to beat the, this dude at this game. <laughs> And immediately, <laughs> yeah. immediately following him was a guy who's like, he wasn't like fat or chubby. He just wasn't very fit. Fully He's built like me. He's like, you look normal <laughs> until you take your shirt off and you're like, oh, you don't do anything, do you? <laughs> yeah. A dad bod, I guess, is what you call yeah. it. Yeah. He, this dad bod dude just put on, he's wearing boxer briefs and he puts like sushi onto his body so they can all eat sushi off of his <laughs> nude body. And the girls are fucking around with him. And one of them puts a shrimp on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy does not have the personality to avoid being called shrimp dick for the rest of his life. Like that's right. That that's nickname it. is that's it for well, you. We, we yeah. should also mention that they purposely showed a scene where he told one of the other guys in the house, like, this is what I'm going to do for Megan. This is my yes. gift. And the guy said, don't do that. Which <laughs> He's like, right. Even though, even though it's his job to like get that guy knocked out. Yes. He's still like, I, I am still a human being you, and I have to tell you, do you have a plan B? Do this. I think those were his words. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they tried to talk him out of it. He did it, but he actually won. Uh, the other two people who won were Al, the, the lipless weirdo who gave her eight. This is real. $8,000 of, um, plastic surgery, Gift certificate, which she like, loved, and she loved which, like, we were yeah. all watching that dead She's silent. Like we were like waiting right. to see this could go real bad. We were all like, oh, yeah. And she's like, I love this bitch it. has still got her baby teeth, and she's super pumped about the Botox gift certificate. Yeah, she's got some sort of scam in mind where she's going to like redeem it for crystals and like resell them or something. <laughs> yes. so, uh, but she's a hustler. Her friends were into it too. In fact, uh, one of her friends said, "I got my boobs done at that place." Like they. I guess this is a great place. And uh, so $8,000 bought him a date. And rightfully so. That seems very reasonable. With with three other guys. They bought him a third of a date. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the other guy was the the giant sort of... They always play like Italian music when he's on. They say he's a fashion designer. He's a mook. Yeah. He's just a full-on mook. He's got like... Solid mook. There's always a wing. He's got like a bobo face and cauliflower ears and... Yeah. He's... Yeah. He's a henchman in like the Batman the Animated Series. Right. Like he's a fashion designer. Exactly. A wink. (laughs) Wink. So he called up a fashion designer and he brought like a, a dress for Megan and that was a big hit. He he gave her like that a he slinky. did not design, right. which was a weird And it was a really basic yeah. little black dress. It was just a one shoulder strappy black dress. And she was like, Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But it came it came with an extra thick bag so he could put her in it. <laughs> so he's one of your top choices. Yeah, I don't know. See, I immediately thought that you know the mafia guy every single time he says something they put mafia music on it mm-hmm. and he does he does just look like he's gonna murder the bat yeah like like he hates the bat and is going to be told and sacrificed to the bat so yeah i got murderer vibes from him but i get like shoot a guy for the boss and throw him in mm-hmm. the river kind of things and you have to keep in mind when you're tracking a reality show murderer as i am mm-hmm. the circumstances of the murder are so important Right. If he, he's not a he's not a chop your hands and feet off and pull out your teeth and put you in a suitcase. Yeah, guy. like he no. looks that's like a still... good murderer. Like he would not get caught. He, yeah, that's a that's a pervert yeah. murderer. He's a feed you to the pigs that, murderer. <laughs> no one's finding that's that a body. First, a first time murderer seeking like the forbidden orgasm. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
That's not a paid murder yeah. kind of deal. The, the killer you're on the hunt for is a watch too much TV killer. Is a I saw seven. I think I could do that murderer. Ugh. Right. Like I really identified with the wrong guy in Silence of the Lambs right. kind of murderer. Right. So no, I, he, he's not. He was on my list and then I, I talked myself out of it. <laughs> so so Megan wins. Uh, uh, these three guys win a date with Megan and they go skiing. And I... I don't know where you go when you live in L.A. to go skiing, uh, but they got there in a day and they went and. Uh, well, before that was the got, credit card incident. That's right. Which was they, huge yeah, the gift episode. Right, that was, was a lot of the drama episode. of the episode. Was they they gave them a menu of gifts and you could buy her flowers for sixty dollars or a jacket for two hundred sixty nine dollars or a snowflake bracelet for whatever five hundred bucks, and two of the guys agreed to split all three gifts and then. Uh, the Guido dude is like, I'll get him my own present. I'll get him my fucking thing. I'm creative. My own special yeah. gift. <laughs> special gift, which turned out to be like some fucking Walgreens skiing gloves. Like, it's just like. Just straight up gloves. <laughs> yeah. I just bought you gloves. They're not cute. They're yeah. big and puffy. They'll keep yeah, you warm. Yeah, and you big, could tell she was like, gloves. oh, it's gloves. <laughs> like, yeah, thanks. Okay. Thanks, man. He had a guy. You didn't even get. He had a guy drive all the way up the mountain. Yeah. With a little bag. To give her gloves. That he got from a like, Target. Oh, I thought something better was going to be in The that, delivery in that fee bag. was four times more than those gloves. <laughs> and then the other guy, his card got declined when it was turn- his time to like pay for half of these gifts. And I imagine it was just like his bank was like a production company and, you know, the Valley is trying right, to the, the, run your card for... The floozy alert went off. They're like, oh, you're you're being gamed by a woman. Do you want us to put a hold on like, this? Like, oh, we know Megan. Well, yeah, you, we, I don't know. We've, we've seen Megan before. Like, just come. Just come however you can and then call us back and say, do you still want to do this? <laughs> so uh, they didn't. And so the other guy paid for the whole thing. And then there's like this drama where this one guy bought all the gifts. And so he gave it to her. But it was supposed to be from the other guy. But he didn't actually pay. Or thank the guy. And so the guy made comments like, he didn't thank me. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to pay you back. So so the guy who paid for it took all the credit for it. And this turned into a... Al. Yeah, Al. The murderer. This is Al, who Brockway is lead suspect, uh, has no lips uh, or social skills, not good on TV, bought a woman an $8,000 gift certificate for Botox in her 20s. Well, and then... Just through a miracle, she liked it. But that should have been a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, and then continued to just throw <laughs> gifts at her. Like, it, the vibe is that yes. he knows this is all that he has to offer her. So he's like, right. here's everything I have. Like... And just... Right, and then he, he outplayed that guy, but kind of on accident. Like, if that guy had just said, hey, thanks for covering me, he would have been like, oh, okay, I, I won't outplay you. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll do the right thing. Right, and so it it, it was a it was a battle of two men with no confidence <laughs> yeah. who don't know how to apologize to each other, mm-hmm. and then it came off Machiavellian, and it it kind of worked. He like he got to tell Megan, well, he was supposed to say thank you, but he didn't. So I'm just going to tell you that his card was declined, <laughs> and of course she was like, bye bye, oh, like his card. Yeah. I knew the instant his card was declined, Megan was like, okay, well that's one down, right. <laughs> And she was real mad at him for, like, not telling her. Like, she's like, when your car's declined, no, you have to come reason. straight to excuse. me and tell me. Yeah. And uh, So that we can get that authorization fixed. <laughs> well, I felt like it was so like she did. felt like she had to say that. You know, she couldn't just be like, I'm not into poor guys. But then also that's the entire premise of the show is that she's right. not into poor right. guys. Right. When the title of the show. Yeah. <laughs> the title of the show declares 
That's what the yes. problem is. But she also has no context for that because in the previous show, she almost hooked up with the super old gross guy with the Krang body because <laughs> he said, I'm going to put you in my Chainsaw Cheerleaders 4 film. Oh, Donald. I, God, I miss, miss you so Donald much, so much. And that dude, we looked up. R.I.P. I assume R.I.P. <laughs> yes. yeah, there's no I know way I saw alive. credit for him. He, his films had a budget of like $40,000. So oh. she was willing to be like, I will have sex with that gross old man if he gives me four of those $40,000 next time he makes a movie. Uh, so yeah, he told her it was Chainsaw Cheerleaders, and she was like, "Ooh," yeah, said it right out loud. I mean, like, that makes sense. Like Megan, the two things Megan is after is money and fame. So I think the professional mm-hmm. wrestler has a good chance because we saw in the preview for maybe. for next week that he's like, maybe we could both be professional wrestlers. And I think she'd like that, and I think she would mm-hmm. be into the idea of being like in a movie. I would think that guy would last longer. Sure. Like Z movie screen. Did he queen. slap her in the face or like why did he get kicked <laughs> off? No, he was he was a human melted candle. He was yeah, just he was, the most he was just the, the most disgusting body man. Like if you've ever seen a, a supernatural movie where they have to represent a demon for gluttony, <laughs> that's what he yeah. looks like. But he didn't have the social skills you're picturing. He sort of hissed when he talked and sort of Sort of like there's a line I do. Yeah, he would only talk on an inhale. He would go, <laughs> go five or five. I mean, I should have known. Crang body is such a descriptive term. I should have known right then. Right. What the yeah, he's I he's a crank body. That was you, Robert, that came up with the crank body, right? No, that was Eddie. Eddie. I can't. I want to take uh, it from him so bad, but I can't do congratulations, it as a professional. Eddie. A man of great wit and uh, crank identification. So. And professional crane. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you say so, that, it puts so an immediate do, picture. So, I do want to talk about what I think might be my favorite drama. And I know it's Liddy's favorite drama of the episode, mm-hmm. which was Garth. And so after oh. he sang Sex Mode, which he was very proud of, he confronted her in a room for not picking him she on was, the date. Yeah, she was he not into he was it at all. Certain. He was like, I'm certain I'm going to get the date. And they like... They mm-hmm. knew they closed up on his face when she said the yeah. third person and it wasn't him. And they got the where he was like literally so yeah. shocked. <laughs> the first time it's ever occurred to him that he might not be as great as he thinks he is. And he was just, you saw it go through it. No, right. no, like, she's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> she's the bitch. Wrote and so, sex bomb or whatever for this woman. How could she? Sex, sex mode. mode. Yeah. I spent two years. I had one idea. It took me two I years. I went to a cabin in the woods and spent two years doing nothing but <laughs> writing sex mode. Swore Listening I would not the emerge until it was perfect. with my melodies. <laughs> Incorporating the sounds of the winds <laughs> and the birds. <laughs> and then, yes, I didn't have my backing <laughs> track and I had to just kind of awkwardly rap sing at her while I grabbed yeah. my crotch. But the brilliance was there. Yeah. She had to have seen it. The passion. So his confidence was shaken. So what he decided to do was leave the show. So he comes down and it's like, he changes out of his regular clothes into some pajamas. So he looks like shit. And he comes down. Yeah, you don't get the good Ed Hardy <laughs> yes, for this. The, yeah. good, the Ed Hardy was his, was his parrot on display. You don't get the peacock colors yeah. anymore. He took off his fedora. No fedora for you. Yeah, and he went with the he goes downstairs and, and he hands her his little ensemble. Yes. He looks so good. He gives her the little credit card, which is like the key to staying on the show. And he's like, your card's declined. And Megan's like, mine has declined. And Megan does not like the shift of power. She's like, I will fucking write this balance right away. She's entertained. Goes back upstairs. She's, the look on her yes. face when he hands her the card is she's like, mm, 
This is going to be some good like, drama. Oh, this sweet, this sweet little man thinks he's doing a thing. Oh, so, it's his first time doing a thing. So she storms up to his room now and basically transparently says, like, fuck you. You're lucky to be here. Uh, you need to stay and I'm making you stay. And doesn't say it too different from that. Like, she's not hiding this yeah. or being coy. No, she, she like dominates him. She comes up there and yeah. she basically steps on his neck and is like, you're going to stay. Yes. And he yeah. loves it. He's like, uh, if you could just aim that at my crotch, right. we would be in business. This is what I yeah. like. And he even. I like to be punished for, for the stupidity that I have <laughs> and am. And so his whimpering, pathetic response to this was, oh, she's like me in a dress. Ugh. That's how I would have handled it. But like, we already know that's the opposite of true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing can be so, further from the truth. What's what's funny is because I think earlier in the episode we were talking about his like just complete unearned confidence, and this moment sort of demonstrated that that shit was fragile as fuck. Like it's the second he didn't get picked on this date, he's yeah, like, if you don't if, like one thing that yeah. he does, it's all gone. What if everything he's about just gonna is a quit lie. and he's gonna run well, home? Yeah. What if this hat isn't cool? And honestly, I. I was like, why does Megan want him to stay? Not thinking that she would be so cruel as to convince him to stay. And then, yep. yeah, he did not see, he did not see any of this coming. He's like, no, that must be. He thought he was going to win. She was one step ahead of me, but now I'm equal. Right. And we, none, neither of us are taking any yeah, more steps. Yeah, he thought like, oh, this is going to get me. Like, he tried to make her say in that room. He, she was like, you're going to stay. And he said, till the end. Like, oh, I'm going to make her promise yeah, me that I'll stay till the end. And if I was Megan, I would have been like, yeah. Ah, sure, you're gonna stay till the end. <laughs> you know, like she right. she could not have been any more uh, transparent with like outplayed. Yeah. And she kept saying on every level, she kept saying to him, "You're lucky to be here." Yes. And his response would be sort of like, "No, you're lucky to have me." It was just so sad. And it never worked. Never even close to came come to working. And of course, at the end, she grabs his credit card with these big dramatic scissors. And it looks like she's going to be like, okay, we, we've had our little fight, but you're going to stay. Just fucking cuts it in half. <laughs> she's like, bye. And, oh, yeah. She even did the little bitchy bye. Oh, God. You could it was see, you could it was see like two thoughts rubbing against each other in his head. And he's like, no, don't understand. Give time to process. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, but no, you have to go now. That was his exit interview was him like, God, it all happened so fast. Just, like, he's just... Okay, somebody somebody explain it to me one more time. But I was I like, I yes, this is why I liked VH1 as a kid. Megan is doing yes. this show for us. And she's like winking at the camera and she's cutting the card and she's like, I'm in charge. And you're like, it, yes. It's just fantastic. <laughs> the domination she showed over this, this poor guy. It's... It's like, but like, oh, if you're just, going on a reality show he to, to compete for someone, the conceit is that they are a, a good enough, you know, person to want as a partner that that fourteen right. people want them, and you have to compete for them. And this guy was like, not all of a sudden just breaking that rule. Like, I'm better than this reality TV show competition, and Megan mm. being forged in the fires of reality TV show competitions <laughs> was not having that, and I loved mm -hmm. it. You know what I think. You know what I've come what? to realize? Hmm. He thought he was the spinoff character. He thought he was going to get oh, the spinoff. He did. He was so sharp. He did think he had a bigger personality than it did. I don't know if I ever yeah. saw him again. It might. He might have gone on I Love Money or something, but as far as I know, that's it. Man, if you're like cut two episodes Garth in, the... I don't think they're bringing you back. Regardless of the circumstances, no. two episodes is not enough. Yeah. There are some no, people that... His whole that... personality was just Ed Hardy. <laughs> 
Yeah. Which was enough. It was enough back in the day, but not not for BHL. No. There was a, another moment I liked where um, the the dude that we all think is, if not gay, like not a very sexual person. And she was even like, hey, buddy, we're, I think I like you as a friend, but it's time to go. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I think I could show you. I could step up my game. And she's like, okay, let me see. And this motherfucker goes in. Vertical nose to vertical nose, mouth wide open, so and just sort of wide open all the way open. <laughs> sucks on the, more the bottom half of her face. The you are, the wider your mouth should be open yeah. going in for Well, a it reminded like, me of if you've like... seen Remember the Time. If you've seen Remember the Time with Michael Jackson and Amon, and they yeah. they go in for that kiss, <laughs> and you're just like, oh fuck, Michael Jackson's never kissed an adult before. Oh. It was like that, but mouth open. It reminded me of that <laughs> viral video a long open. time ago of the two virgins that had never kissed until their wedding day, and then they kiss on their wedding oh, day, yeah. and it's like... I saw that on the soup. Yeah. <laughs> and their mouths are like... Oh, you didn't practice? <laughs> no, apparently not, because their mouths were as wide open yeah. as possible, just like how that guy's was, and then Megan didn't know what to do, and she kind of like closed her mouth, like maybe trying to be like, yeah. let's let's just do lips, and he did not... But that was a mistake. That just made sure all of her mouth went in his mouth. <laughs> and so, but this worked on her so that she kept him there. And he went in for another one and she full on like gave him the cheek. And it was. Right. We're not repeating that mistake. Yeah. It worked on her because he's worth $10 million because he has the most money out of anybody there. And he gave such like a a little shitty. Oh, yeah. To the camera. <laughs> If if, there, if he could have had a musical stinger of just bow bow or like a slide whistle to this day it's got to be the greatest sexual conquest of his life like when he meets somebody who's like dude I once had sex with six women at the same time he's like I once licked the bottom half of a woman's face on a television program I mean she asked him how many people okay. he dated and he did not answer if you recall or they edited out his answer to make uh, the storyline more cohesive he no bullshit yeah, kissed he, like it was the first time the doing fifth it on how many girlfriends yeah. yet if you have 10 million dollars uh, and have never been laid like there's there's probably a very strong reason for that yeah and I want to say, it seems like maybe your impression is cruel or unnecessary, but actually, I think it's the best impression you've done. It Thank is you. just a genuine it is, impression. Yeah. It's very straightforward. That is actually, no mean-spirited That is literally intention. what he sounds like. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very good at impressions. Remember, Ali, I did the rocket car. <laughs> I think I turned right, into Ted Kennedy. That. that was it's, my it's Ted Kennedy doing Arnold Schwarzenegger. Talking about the rocket car. <laughs> who wait? Who were you doing in the beginning when I thought you were doing Dennis Miller? <laughs> was... Um, God, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> okay, it... like half half of all impressions turn into Dennis. Yeah, Miller eventually, now. and it's not even a Sean Baby thing anymore. It's I don't even baby. know what, what Dennis Walken, Miller sounds like. Kajagugu. <laughs> <laughs> all I I just picture Sean Baby doing Dennis Miller when I like see dennis miller hear anything about dennis miller which is only on this podcast so right <laughs> we're keeping him alive we're keeping him current so uh i think we've covered most of the uh important story beats of the show am i am i leaving anything out uh, she did kick off the sushi guy that didn't buy her any presents um yeah his card was declined card. so she declined his card right. again and then like you could just see like something in his eyes that was just like Ugh. It had he had no way to process this. Yeah, like nobody has ever. He's never been in a position to be rejected before <laughs> in his life. Yeah, and so that you could see him feel it for the first time, which is just 
Oh, this is what pain is. Yeah, he just had a lot of sadness and confusion. And I think the frustration of like, being able to say like, no, I had had $400 like on my credit line. Like the bank didn't decline it because I don't have $400. It declined it because like the the people running the company. God damn it. Right, because you actually have a credit card machine set up in this weird stucco house run by a butler. And they were like, I don't know what this shell corporation is that you're using to buy gifts for like... For, let's just face it, what sounds like a prostitute. <laughs> it sounds like you're buying a bunch of gifts for your favorite prostitute. Yeah, this prostitute. just says for Megan. I can't just let you like give $600 for attention. Megan. I don't know who Megan is. <laughs> like... Desperate attempts to Megan buy a handjob on reality show. I, yeah. And it, I think uh, getting to the meat of it, I think that's my pick for murder. Sean was his name. Mm. Huh. Well, I think we're not going to tell you if you got it. But well, no, it's a not. strong choice. Well, I don't know. Like I remember chance. reading He's about got the motive, this, but I don't, you know, you don't remember the face of a murderer that you saw once in an article that you read somewhere. So I'm not sure who it is. Mm-hmm. I do every single one. And I, will <laughs> I probably them. should. That's I'm in grave danger because I don't, but I I I do not recall. Yeah, you don't remember murders. I'm murderers at home are taking notes. But I, I, I do remember like hearing about this and I I don't know if I said when we were recording the second part that this show is like kind of a holy grail for me, that I knew it was out there and I haven't been able to see it and I was very excited to see it. So thank you again. <laughs> because uh oh, Megan friggin' delivered like mm-hmm. exactly what I I would have loved this show when I was 14. I love it a little less as an adult because I like to think I'm slightly like a better person and I know I shouldn't enjoy it now, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved the shit out of it as like a 14, 15 year old watching it. It really has that uh, the dynamic of like a schoolyard, like bully group of bullies, yeah. like the the Machiavellian maneuvers to gain uh, social status is very grade school to me, or I guess high school uh, is more appropriate. But like, yeah, it's just, it's too bad it all had to be dethroned by the brutal murder of a woman. <laughs> yeah. If if that hadn't happened, it this show would have gotten 15 seasons. I agree completely. I, I think uh, this show would have probably started a moral decline that would have eventually eased us into the idea of murdering someone for sport. Like this could have gotten us to Running Man if... They hadn't jumped the gun and committed an actual. Yeah, you're right. This is. Murder. I mean, it's a long ways away, but right. it's one of those like somebody's gonna write their dissertation on it in 50 years and be like, "I have actually tracked <laughs> where our murder for sport TV show came yeah. from," and here is my argument yes. that is going to get my masters it's, in it's sport murder. A violation of so many of the stated values of like the the culture we live in. Like, you're not supposed to say any of this shit out loud. You're not supposed to do any of this shit. But VH1 Much less just rep just is, rolling it like a dog yes. instinct. Like, like it's fucking uh, game gamified prostitution. It's outrageously bad. Like at the time though, they were really into that, like really like getting into the the crevices of reality TV and making mm-hmm. you like. I told you guys in the Slack about um, Frank the Entertainer Family Values, which was yes. a reality TV show where a guy lived. It's the opposite of this, basically. The guy lives in his parents' basement. 
and 15 women move into the house with him and his parents and compete for him, this guy who lives in the basement. And they <laughs> tried to like spin that as like, oh, he's such a family man. He loves living in his parents' basement. When really it was like, this guy right. has never done his own laundry in his entire life and like needs a second mommy to, <laughs> in order to move out. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, that I, th- and he loves dank Apparently. spaces. Just <laughs> like I thought that was doesn't. the the end, like the be all end all of reality TV. And then I saw Megan wants to marry a millionaire, and it was somehow mm-hmm. worse. Yeah, I remember him from I Love New York, but I I never watched his his reality show. Oh, I think I might have seen a clip of it on the soup. I knew it existed, but I uh, I looked up yeah. trivia from the show because I wanted to know who won. You want to know the two trivia facts on the page, the Wikipedia page from that show? Because they're really Fuck, good. Yeah, I do. They're really good. Okay. First one is the winner, Carrie Schwartz. Frank and Carrie broke up after... Guess how long till they broke up? Three months. Two hours. (laughs) I don't don't know who to give it to because it was three days. (laughs) Brockway was closer. Yeah, Brockway was closer, but you said three. Close us without going over. Um, And the second fact, equally good, is Carrie Schwartz, the winner... (laughs) Had a nest of insects embedded in her skin and had to have a two-hour two-hour surgery process to remove them. From from his basement? <laughs> from the basement. I don't know. It's just oh, the only amazing. other uh, fact that's on the show. Cut, smash cut to an interview with him going, some chicks just can't handle the dank. <laughs> some chicks get a couple of egg nests under their skin. The subcutaneous egg nests that I learned to grow up with. I love them. My mom loves them. And that's why they broke up. Right. That's your first skin nest. Like, that's your first skin nest. Come on. Come on. She's such a drama queen. She gets a little bit of bugs under her skin. (laughs) That's how I knew she wouldn't make a good mother. So, Brockway, on your manhunt right now, who's your lead suspect? Who are your two secondary suspects? I saw so much rage and like confusion and shame in Sean's eyes mm-hmm. and just uncomprehending mania. I think this was like his first taste of the cruelty of man and it's going to take him a little time to process it and it's just going to come out as like as like you know when like a Mormon snaps it's it's the weird mm-hmm. kind Is your of argument that Megan drove so him I to think, it? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I think I think any kind of basic human interaction uh, would have driven him to it because it seems like he was not prepared for he was for like human. He speech, was sort of really. shaped. I mean, and had the personality of like an unfinished clone. Like he was a closet baby. Like he was raised in a closet with like a TV to teach him language. Yeah, and uh, I think the world of man was too much for him, and he will snap and murder. Okay, so your lead suspect uh, is my, Sean, the unfinished clone yeah. who learned rage. <laughs> From Megan's rejection. The the underbaked clone, yes. Uh, I think for the secondary, I don't even remember his name, the guy with the curly hair and the glasses that wears a shirt of crowns. The the one who talks to her like she's an infant, yes. Like she's an infant, and uh, I just, you know, sometimes you look at a guy and you're like, that guy collects feet. Mm -hmm. That guy collects feet. Yeah, he gave her, for the gift, he gave her a passport with a bunch of stamps in it. And he says, oh, look at this. That's your passport. And turn the page. Look at the little page. You turn the page. That's a New York stamp. And basically the idea was that he would take her to all these places. He made her read out loud the places. But he did not not buy them. He was like, what does that say? And she's like, Italy. And he's like, what does that say? That's very good. (laughs) 
Yeah. yeah, like that's that's a foot collector. He's a foot collector. Yep. I don't know if he collected these feet. But I think he's that's up a there. good instinct. I mean, but they're both good picks. But I really like that guy for for the murderer. Mm-hmm. So he's your lead suspect. And f- I think that weirdly, him and I agree with Brockway on Al. But I also think that Al deserves to win the show and Megan's heart. I think mm-hmm. he gets Megan. It would be unfortunate if he won and then murdered her. But um, yeah. like I think he understands her and what she wants which is money <laughs> which yeah is money. she wants money money Botox. and he's not like terrible looking they look like they would go together they look like you know someone that you would know as a couple and you'd be like wow she's really pretty what's yeah. his deal is he really nice i hope i hope that's his deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's not unpresentable the liplessness is is a feature but it's not like maybe a deal breaker yeah uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's fish-like. Yeah, he's certainly he's a complete drip. I mean, he's got no personality, and that might also just be because he's he seems really bad on camera. And uh, yeah, but it's it's not called Megan wants is... a really good personality. Yep, that's true. Um, also, his net worth. Sure, I think he's the most easily abusable. <laughs> and she, that's what she's looking true. for. Really, is like who can I dominate? Uh-huh. And that is Al all the way. But if you run the numbers, it said he was worth $2.5 million, I think. And over the course of a day, he gave her, I want to say, uh, about eleven grand worth of presents. Ooh. Now, yeah. that's not a pace you can maintain. Yeah, she's going to bleed him dry, bro. but he he still might win the show. Sure. But even she can she do that so math. She can bleed him dry. That's true. Right. This one's only good for like two years. Do I really want to be doing another reality show in two years? Yeah, that's exactly what she wants. She's like, this is perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, you're a good, you're a good downtime. That project. was the other good thing about VH1 shows was if you got into one, it wasn't like they were over after one. Flavor Flav looked for love about 15 times, never found it. That's true. Never quite got there. Right. And for my, for my third pick. My dark horse pick. I'm gonna do it. I think it's Megan. Ooh. Oh, that's a, that's one of those staring you right in the face kind of answers. How dare you? Right, you're like organize the way she just fucking played and mm-hmm. dominated Garth. That is that is a that is a woman who will hunt for sport. Mm-hmm. That's like watching a a movie and saying, "Oh, the murderer is the cop. He's got like a second personality." That's like the this left field choice that. Feels right. I love yeah, Megan. I'm going with it. It's Megan wants a Megan wants a murder victim. <laughs> After she gets put in the will, how could you? Yeah, Megan's it all great. it all adds up. Megan's yeah. a force of nature. Ugh. I'm so sad that this God. was the end of all VH1 reality shows. Yep, but it, it had to be. Where could yeah. they go? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing, but still watching this, I was like, oh, I remember this. It's probably the worst thing that could have come from that murder. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! Einstein Hunter Frankfurt! It's a podcast canal! Und mit maximalen Schau! Doc Frankfurt podcast? Correct! Yeah! The craft is nicht trapped, is nicht ohne! Schickt in the Hundesau! Vier eine Stunde! Frankfurt. 
This Dog Zone 9000 was made possible by contributions from hot dog supremes like Benjamin Siran, Dr. Awkward, Yosari, Josh S., Zachary Evans, Adrian Hisbrook, Aiden Moat, Brianne Whitney, Josh Fabian, Armando Naba, Lyman, Toasty God, Neil Schaefer, Doug Redmond, Jaber Al Aiden, David Forno, Mike Stiles, Eric Spaulding, the artist formerly known as Devin, Hawk, Neil Bailey, Micah Phillips, Yanis Ionitis, Holly Poisuol, John McCammon, Nick H, Matt Riley, Rhea, Rich Jocelyn, Ken Paisley, Timmy Leahy, Dean Costello, Three Finger Louie, Nick Ralston, Zadarfan, Jamie Gordon, John, and Jeremy Neal.